We're going to continue our series tonight, our series of Heirs of Grace. And we've been reading out of the book of Romans in chapter 8, our series scripture. And Paul writes this in Romans chapter 8 in verse 15. And he says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. He says, instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you are God's child. He says, now we call him Abba Father. What a great father he is, right? The best father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. As we bow our heads and pray tonight, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have made, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that your word, Lord God, would, would uh, Lord God, come across, Father God, on, on prepared soil. As our hearts are prepared to receive your word, Lord, that we would not only be hearers, but doers of your word. And in that, in obedience, we will see your blessings. Lord, help us. Strengthen us each and every day. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. The church says, amen and amen. Paul says this in Romans 8, chapter 11, just a few verses before our series text. And he says this in Romans 8, 11. He says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. You see, Paul says the same spirit, the same power that rose Christ from the dead, from the dead, that lives in you and I. That same power, that same resurrection power of God lives in you and I. You need to be excited about that. The power to raise life from dead bones lives in you and I. So, whatever, so what are you facing today in your life? What, what report have you been given? What has, been, what has maybe been spoken over your life that is not from God? What is it? What are you facing? Let me tell you that that same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in you and I. We need to speak those words of life over our lives. We need to speak it over our family. We need to speak it over our children. Amen? We need to speak that over our careers. We need to speak that over our finances. We need to speak it over our health. Amen? You need to speak those words of life. See, Jesus demonstrated this power while he walked this earth. 
He demonstrated it in the calming of the storm. Remember that? When Jesus fed the multitudes with such little food, when Jesus walked on water, and all the miracles, all the healings that he performed while here on earth. And that's what we're going to talk, talk about tonight is the healing power. In the book of Exodus, in chapter 15, verse 26, God says this, he says, I am the Lord who heals you. The Hebrew word Rapha means healer. And this is where we get Jehovah Rapha or Yahweh Rapha. God is our healer. Amen. How many of you believe that tonight? God is a healer. Amen. You need to believe that. He is the healer. There's none like him. You need to understand that. You don't, you don't give anything, you don't give anything or anyone else praise but him. Amen? You don't give that medication praise. You give God praise. Because, because we need God, amen, to heal our bodies, to heal it for good. There's no, there's no going back to needing anything else because when you have God, you don't need anything else, amen? He's all we need. You want to know the key to, see, to seeing God operate in your life? Monday evening, this past Monday evening, I was putting my four-year-old to sleep. And I had, I had prayed with him. And after I prayed with him, he had, he had said this. He had said, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, where did that come from? See, he understood something. I know he was, I know he was, he was, uh, that, that, that's something that, that, that he has memorized. And that's where it starts, amen? That's where it starts with you and I. We need to memorize God's word. We need to write it on our hearts and on our minds. And you need to repeat God's words. Why? Because there's power in God's words. There's life in God's words. And when he was saying this, when he was saying this, what did it do? It encouraged me. I thought to myself, wow, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Daniel. And when you do that, God is going to direct your path. I began to think, man, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we lived according to those words? Wow. Can you imagine where God would take us? The things that we would see in our lives. The mountains that we would climb spiritually in our lives. The battles that we would see. 
the victories that you would experience in your life, the healing power of God if you would just trust in Him. Because this is where it all starts. If you don't trust in Him, then it doesn't go any further than that. It's just mere words. Lord, I trust in you. But you see, God sees your heart. God doesn't, God doesn't just hear the, the word spoken from your mouth. He sees your heart. And he says, do you really trust me? Are you really believing that I can do this in your life? How many times in our lives do we allow human logic to get in the way of fully trusting in God? Tonight I want to look at a few ways that God heals our lives and seeks tonight to bring healing in our lives. Number one, obviously, physical healing. I mean, God, want, God wants to heal physically, amen? And you read all through scripture, all the physical healings that took place when Jesus walked this earth. And his ministry was only for three years. All that took place so many times in the Bible that God provides a physical healing. I wanted to focus on, on key and on one tonight here in the book of Luke. In a story that Luke writes in Luke chapter 7. I shouldn't use the word story, I should use what he had witnessed. What Luke witnessed in chapter 7, beginning in verse number 1. He says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him, to come and heal his slave. And so they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for them. Verse 6, so Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. He says, I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. He says, I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go. Or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, Jesus said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, 
they found the slave completely healed. I use this particular story in the Bible because it speaks of the power of trusting God. Of trusting Him. The power of faith. I mean, no faith is believing without seeing, right? The Roman officer sends his men to tell Jesus what is going on. But the Roman officer understood something. He understood the power of Jesus' words. He understood it. Which is the reason why he told his men to tell Jesus, you don't even have to show up. Just speak from where you're at. And I know, I know that we're going to see the healing take place. Because there is power in words. He says, just speak it, Lord. Just speak it. And I know I will see it come to pass. And that's the power of God. That all we need is his word. And his word will bring life. His word will bring healing. And this is what I said earlier. What are you speaking over your life? Because the Bible says that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you and I. And if that same power is living in you, then what are you doing with it? What are we doing with that? Are we, are we using it? Have we activated that power that God has given to you and I by speaking? See, many of us are facing Situations in our lives when we need physical healing. You have some ailments. Maybe you know someone who is sick in body. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding this is what I said earlier many times we let our human logic get in the way of trusting in God of fully trusting in God is it gonna happen we think is it possible can I can I really can I really pray for someone and them really be healed is that possible? I've only been saved for 10 days. <laughs> the power of God doesn't have to, doesn't have to uh, get to a certain level based upon how many years you've been a Christian. <laughs> it doesn't get stronger and stronger and stronger. You know what does is your faith. That's what grows your faith in the Lord, your trust in Him. That's what grows in us. And as, we, and as we see miracles, guess what? Your faith grows. 
And as you pray for someone and they get healed, guess what? Your faith grows. And when you, and when you ask someone, hey, do you want to accept Christ in your life? And they say yes, guess what? Your faith grows. And when you see them, when you see their lives changing right in front of your eyes, guess what? Your faith is growing. And this is what takes place in our lives. It isn't that God's power gets any greater because it's, it's great. God's power is the greatest. God wants to build our faith. He wants to build our trust in him. God is a healer. God can do all things. It doesn't matter what you are facing in your life right now, what, what you are facing in your, in your body. God is a healer. God created you. Secondly is emotional healing. Psalm 147, verse 3, says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. This is what God does. This is what God does for us for our emotional health. See, God cares about every aspect of our lives. Not just the, not just the, physical aspect, but the things that people maybe can't see, the things maybe that, that you may not be feeling, so to speak, where, where you, uh, you know, it's like, a, it's like a physical pain. But there's emotions. There's, there's emotional uh, 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 sicknesses, amen, and, 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 and things that we go through that we need healing, David writes in Psalm 109, verse 16, he says that the world does not show kindness, but instead it puts to death the brokenhearted. This is what the world does. Those who are brokenhearted, the world steps on them. And this is what the enemy seeks to do, is that being brokenhearted isn't good enough for the enemy. He says, I want you to be gone completely. But thank God that we serve a great God. Thank God that we serve a God who cares, amen? He cares for you and I. As David writes in Psalm 34, 18, that God is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to you. Whatever, whatever has taken place in your life, especially, especially in these times that we're living in right now, all the loss that people are experiencing in their lives right now, the loss of jobs, the loss of health, the loss of finances, the loss of hope, Maybe you lost joy. Maybe you lost a loved one. So many things that people have lost these days. But God wants to bring some emotional healing in our lives. He knows what we've lost. 
He knows the hurt. He sees the tears. He sees the heartache. And he wants to draw close to you, the Bible says. He says, I am near to the brokenhearted. When you hurt, I hurt. But when you hurt, I seek to comfort. And this is what God does. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 that God is the source of all comfort. If you need comfort in your life, you need to go to the source. Don't look for it in, in other things. Don't look for it in trying to stay, to stay uh, busy in life. It's not going to bring you comfort. You won't find it in people. You only find it in God. See, we need His healing power in our lives to restore the joy. Nehemiah says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's my strength. That's what, that's what keeps me going is the joy of the Lord. Thank God for the joy of the Lord because, because yes, I have bad days, but the joy of the Lord is continuous in my life. Thank you, Jesus. And it is my strength. This is, how I can, this is how I can face each day. And I'm telling you, we have our days, right? Each and every one of us, we have our days. Maybe you had your day today. But thank God you made it to church. Amen. Thank God you're here. Thank you, Jesus. God wants you to know that he wants to bring healing in our lives some, to bring some emotional healing. He knows what we're going through. He knows what you and I have experienced. And like I said, especially in what's taking place all around us. The world needs emotional healing. They're searching they're searching for the answer, and you and I have it. Thirdly here is mental healing. One of the first things that the enemy attacks is our minds. If he can gain control of our thoughts, he can begin to steer our lives. If he, can, if he can get you to focus on all of the negative, it's going to control you. It's going to, it's going to direct your day. Isn't that right? It's whatever you are dwelling on. It's whatever you set your mind on. If you, if you fill your mind with all, of these, with all of these bad things that are taking place around you, then guess what? You're going to have a gloom and doom type of day. Everything around you is going to seem real cloudy. It's not going to look too bright. 
in the book of Daniel, we read about King Nebuchadnezzar. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar is a prideful man who loved his idols. The Bible says that as King Nebuchadnezzar was afflicted by bad dreams, the Bible says that he was tormented by fear. He even began to live like an animal, the Bible says, because of his disobedience. The Bible says in Daniel 4, 34, this is after Daniel had interpreted King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams and everything that he had said had come to pass. And in 434, it says this. It says, after this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned. And I praised and worshiped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. You see, King Nebuchadnezzar rejoiced. Why? The Bible says because he says that his sanity had returned. All he wanted was some sanity. All he wanted was some healing, some mental healing. I mean, no, we have those kind of days as well. God, I need some mental healing today. If the Dodgers lose, you're going to need some mental healing. <laughs> Just pray for each other. <laughs> but in life, it's so real. It's so real. Why? Because we know that Life happens and we can, we can get into, we can get into those, those deserts of depression in our lives. As I mentioned before, when all you see is doom and gloom, that's the spirit of depression trying to overtake your life and trying to keep you in bondage where you can't experience the joy of the Lord. You can't even smile. The enemy tries to rob us of that which God seeks for us to enjoy. That abundant life that the Bible talks about. That abundant life is the joy of the Lord. That abundant life is more than just living. It's more than just getting by. When someone says, hey, how is your day going? Well, I'm just getting by. It was all right. I've seen better. <laughs> you ever respond like that? <laughs> God wants us to be victorious. And I know it's tough sometimes to always to always say positive things because of what has because of what we've experienced. 
But we need to trust in the Lord. We need to not lean on our own understanding. See, this sermon is just not for you. It's for me as well. <laughs> this preaching is for me. God deals with me on a daily. Daniel, you need to watch the things that you say. You need to stop looking, stop looking at the things around you and start looking on my goodness. Start looking at my faithfulness. Stop focusing on human logic. And start believing in my healing power. You see, what took place in this story? What is it that we need to pull from King Nebuchadnezzar? Because King, Neb King Nebuchadnezzar kept worshiping idols even after this. He was, still, he was still disobedient. But what we need to pull from this is that God's sovereignty will be fully realized. It will. God will receive the praise. The Bible says that every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. That means on earth, that means in heaven, and the Bible says even under earth, every knee will bow. See, we must acknowledge God. King Nebuchadnezzar, he acknowledged God, yes, in this situation in his life. But shortly after, he reverted back to the way he was living. See, we can't do this. We need to learn. We need to learn from Nebuchadnezzar. We need to pull from his life and his choices, his decisions, and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to go back to the life that I was living before. I don't want to go back to those bad decisions. I don't want to go back to doing it my way. I messed up my life doing things my way. I want to start doing things God's way. And not only do I want God's way, but I want to stay committed to him. I don't want to, I don't want to quit when the going gets tough. I don't want to throw in the towel when, when, when uh, uh, God, God uh, allows affliction to come into my life. Come back to what Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. What does that mean? That means that we need to meditate on the Lord. Think about Him. That's it. Don't make it any more difficult than it is. Think about Him. Think about Him. There's a song that we used to sing back in the day, When I Think About the Lord. Oh man, this song, let me tell you right now, has been on my 
on my heart, on my mind for the past two weeks now. And I've just been singing it over and over and over again. I know, I know God has put it on my heart. I know he has. But for the past two weeks, it's been on me like, like oh man, like you wouldn't believe. And the word says, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. And it says how he healed me to the uttermost. You see, I know God was putting it on my mind and on my heart for tonight. This has been, this has been something that's been in the works that God has been doing behind the scenes that I didn't realize. I didn't realize until preparing for this message that God was already at work even before. That he was preparing the way. That he, was, that he was getting me ready to give you his word tonight. And that's all he wants you to do, is he wants you to think about him. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, think about God. That's what he wants. Meditate on him. Set your mind on him. Think about his love that first drew you to him in the first place. Think about his goodness that keeps you wanting more and more and more of him. Isn't it? It's his goodness. That's what it is. That's why you want more because it's so good. You eat something good and what? You want more of it, right? You want more. No, 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 no. Come on. You can't just, no, you just teased me right now. You can't pull that away. No way. I want more. That's good. It's because it's good. And that's how God is. God is good. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good, amen, you're going to want more. Think about his faithfulness that has compelled you and I to stay faithful to him. That's what it is. God has been faithful to you, so guess what? We, in turn, are faithful to him. If we feel like we can't trust God, then guess what? You're not going to be faithful to him. But if you feel in your life that God has been faithful to you, that God has not let you down, that God has been there every step of the way in the good times and the bad times, and God has always, always been there, guess what? You're going to want to be faithful to him. Some of you just need to think about the Lord. You just need to think about God. Just think about him. Stop what you're doing. Close your eyes and think about the Lord. Because I don't know, I don't know, but with me, with me, my best focus on God is with, is with my eyes closed. That's why I don't do it when I'm driving. Because <laughs> then I'm going to see him like for real, you know, really shortly. <laughs> <laughs> become reality.
I'm not ready just yet. But when you close your eyes and you meditate on his goodness and on his faithfulness and on his love, oh, man, it becomes real. And God, and God begins to open your eyes as your eyes are shut. Open your eyes to all that he is in your life, all that he has done. And you begin to remember all those, all those victories that God has allowed you to experience in your life. Maybe all of those setbacks. That how, how God has used those setbacks in your life, amen, to propel you forward. He uses everything. We know that with God, nothing gets wasted, right? See, we also need to encourage one another. We're talking about mental healing here. Solomon writes in Proverbs eleven twenty five. he says, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Oh, man. Whew, you need a refreshing tonight? Why don't you refresh someone else? You need some watering in your life? Why don't you water someone else? And I think about this. Those who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. Who refreshes the person who refreshes the other one? God does. <laughs> think about that. If you're refreshing someone else, then someone has to refresh you. Who's doing it? It's God. It's the supernatural power of God that's refreshing your life as you refresh others. That's God at work. Lastly here, spiritual healing. Isaiah 53, verse 5. The Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. That church is spiritual healing. Because what the Bible is talking about is our sins. We need spiritual healing. We need to be forgiven. We needed a savior. We needed him to die for us. Why? Because we couldn't do it on our own. We couldn't, we couldn't be in right standing with God on our own. We needed the perfect sacrifice. You see, we received spiritual healing in our lives when Christ was beaten for us. When Christ was, was, was killed on Calvary's cross, you and I received spiritual healing in our lives. We have been allowed to, to partake in the supernatural, spiritual healing power of God working in our lives. Look at what David writes in Psalm 103, verse 2. He says, let all that I am praise the Lord. He says, he forgives all my sins. 
Oh, man. <laughs> the power in those words. This is David we're talking about. The power of those words. He says, thank God. Oh, man, I, I can't thank him enough. All the dumb things that I've done in my life, he's forgiven me. He's forgiven me. He's given me a new start. He's allowed me to be in right standing with him. He's allowed me to have a second chance. He said, I've done some, I've done some horrible, ruthless things, but thank God that, the, that his love, that his healing power spiritually is greater than my sin. There's no one else who can do this but him. See, you and I have been given the opportunity to be in right standing with God, to have our sins forgiven, to have our names written in the Lamb's book of life, to allow God to purify our hearts. That's what God is doing. Amen. He's, he's purifying us. Every day, every day the purification process has taken place. As you draw closer to him, he draws closer to you. And as he draws closer to you, he begins to cleanse us. He begins to cleanse our thoughts. He begins to cleanse our heart. This is why you don't think the same when you, when you uh, uh, establish a relationship with Jesus Christ. Your thinking is different. Why? Because he's cleansing you. Your mind, your mind is getting, a, is getting a, a spiritual bath. Amen? I think of my kids sometimes. You know, they don't, you know, sometimes they don't want to take a bath. And they're, and they're kicking and they're screaming and, and no, 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 you know, and, and, and it, it, it's, it's like pulling teeth, getting them in the bath sometimes. And I feel like that's us. <laughs> that's us when God wants to purify us. He says, he says, no, I need you to take a bath. <laughs> and we're like, no, leave me the way I am. I like the stench. <laughs> and everyone around you can't stand it. They're all plugging their noses. They don't even want to be around you because you stink. <laughs> Spiritually. And God says, no, I'm purifying you. I'm cleansing you. Let me cleanse you. Let me, let me take out those impurities that has latched itself onto you by doors that have been opened in your life. Let me remove those things. I'm here to restore. I'm here to transform. I'm here to heal you. The healing power of God that is so powerful and that is still at work 
this very day. It doesn't matter, church, what's taking place around us. It doesn't matter if the world looks hopeless. There's times, there's times when, I can, when I can think in my head, like, what is going to happen here? What is going to happen? How is there any coming back from where we're going? And I, have to, and I have to think, no, God has a plan. God has a plan. And his, what he has started, he is going to complete. And I pray, I pray that we prepare ourselves for when Jesus comes back, that our hearts are ready for the second coming because he is coming back. And we need to make sure that we are right with God, that we have allowed God to heal us. Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. God wants to heal us across the board. Things that you didn't even know was taking place in your life, God wants to heal. Because that's how good he is. And tonight, tonight we're going to pray for those to receive healing in those four areas that I just spoke on tonight. We're going to pray for healing, amen? We're going we're gonna to pray, we're going to speak words of life, amen? God's word over our lives tonight, and we're going to see healing take place. Why? Because we're going to trust in the Lord. And you, you know what else we're going to do? We're not going to lean on our own understanding. So when we pray, you need to close your eyes and you need to focus on God's goodness and his faithfulness and his love. That's how you pray. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.